Well, 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 thank you, Jungle Jim, for that wonderful, wonderful music. What a great, talented musical director Jungle Jim is. I don't, I don't think I make him any better than that guy. What a beautiful music. Hi, this is Tim Marr, and this is Falling Up. That's right. I hope everyone's doing well. I'm recording this episode the day after Father's Day, so I hope all the fathers out there had a wonderful Father's Day. Coming at you, recording this episode from the basement home on the shores of the mighty Seneca River leading up to the Great Lake Ontario, pouring out into the St. Lawrence Seaway and then into the Atlantic Ocean. Hopping a boat and heading over to Toronto or or a barrel and going down Niagara Falls. So much to see and do this time of year in upstate New York with the mountains and the lakes and the falls and the hiking and all that kind of stuff. So it's festivals, so it's a great place to be. Coming at you from the basement and the echoes of the bowels of the studio of the home. That's right, this is failing up in summer. Summer kicked in yesterday, I believe, last night. So it's officially summer. Summer in the United States and summer in the world. So happy summer, everybody. A long, cold winter. It seems like for the last 15 months, it's been one constant winter. But here we are uh, looking at... uh, at least the country opening up and activities reoccurring and people getting out and about and energy is, is really flowing again, it seems, and it's really an exciting time. Uh, it's also a time where there's been a tremendous amount of change. I mean, change in 15 months has occurred. And, you know, individuals um, will never be the same in many ways. I mean, as we walk into grocery stores and see some who continue to wear masks and some who don't wear masks and uh, you know, those that um, are vaccinated, not vaccinated. And, but just the way that, you know, we've interacted for so long, we've been cocooned for so long. And, and many of us, myself included, have never experienced anything like that. So, you know, now that we're out and about, I, I was reading that there's uh, more violence on uh, airlines. You know, individuals are crowding onto airplanes and they just forgot, it seems, how to act where the uh, you know, the, the incidence of uh, unruly passengers on planes is, is way up from what it used to be about 200 a year, and now it's over 2,000 per year. We just seem to have forgotten how to interact with our interpersonal skills, which in some ways we're diminishing anyways because of our dependency on the Internet and, you know, clicking and then thumbs up and likes and, and being able to vent uh, without consequences on platforms like Facebook and uh, things along those lines. And now all of a sudden, Zoom meetings and everything was, uh, you know, not interactive. And, and it was really, if you think about it, when um, when we were all locked in here, at least some and some who still are, you know, there were there was the frustration of, of being locked in, but also things like, you know, you really didn't have to wait for anybody except there was toilet paper during the great toilet paper crises. But, uh, you know, you, you got up, you went to work in front of your computer, and, you uh, you know, you're, you're kind of on your own. And so you didn't really interact unless you have family at home and you're interacting with them. And they were all, many of them, in their own pods, you know, working uh, with Zoom meetings and Zoom schools and, and all those types of things. And we really became cocooned. And uh, as a result, it seems as if now that there's this freedom, it's kind of like, uh, you know, when you're a kid and you get out of school, uh, the first couple days of summer, and you know, yesterday, last night, summer began. When you just run out of the playground, you know, and you, you get home, and you, you you get out there, and you just want to do everything. You got so much energy, and you just want to do everything. You want to climb a tree. You want to do this. You want to do that. You want to be all over the place. It's like, you know, sugar, sugar buzz for the whole summer. You just want to do it, and that's kind of like 
uh, I think what this is is we've all been locked in uh, in our classrooms and now we're getting free and we just want to you know be the first car on the highway and the first passenger on the plane and make sure I get the overhead luggage rack before anybody else gets that damn overhead luggage rack and if you get that overhead luggage rack and I can't get my overhead luggage up there look out pal there's gonna be trouble and dodge in the sky so that's right so it's just kind of starting to learn to uh, live in civilization and celebrate celebrate the sense of real community and appreciate the sense of real community you know I think I think in many cases uh, and then many are still suffering through this crisis but in many cases the importance of family was brought forth and because that's who you were with you know you were with your family or whoever you happen to be close with or um, living with that that was your reality and that was your world and I think you know we lost uh, community became even more so than it was going into a pandemic community became more so about the um, virtual world the virtual community you know and the virtual community is limited you know, heck, you can be on the virtual community and have bad breath and nobody even knows it. And, you know, eye contact and all these types of things. But um, and mute. How many people are being muted during uh, during the uh, major shutdowns of the pandemic? There was a really good article. Whoops, that's me. There was a really good article in the paper uh, not too long ago written by Alexandra Olson of the Associated Press. And the whole uh, theme, sound effects brought to you by a hard copy paper newspaper that's right this paper is not online this paper is not digital this is a real newspaper see that that's a newspaper that's the kind of paper you can take into the bathroom that's the kind of paper you just put on a table and don't worry about that's the kind of paper when you're done reading with it you can use it to start a fire in a fire pit or a fireplace you can put it underneath the guinea pig cage you can put it uh you get a lot of uses for a newspaper once it's done you know I always wondered, well, now that we're in this uh, digital age and everybody has the phones and we're reading everything, and they say, well, you know, I'm saving a tree. You're saving a tree, but the question is, where do the batteries go? Where does all the plastic of all these devices that are constantly being upgraded, where does all that stuff go? Where does it go? I don't know. If you do know, uh, check out my website, timothyjmar.org. Shoot me a message over there on the website. That's right. You can see all the things that I do and don't do on that website, timothyjmar.org. Oh, summer's in the air. But anyway, I was talking about, I was talking about this lady, Alexandra Olson. And the premise of Alexandra Olson's article is that, uh, that millions of people now are struggling through with life. They're struggling through life with less people to trust. There's less people that individuals are trusting in, in, in the world these days. And, and the numbers have gone down, you know, um, and, and she talks about how community bonds have proven to be critical to recovery from calamities, you know, such as Superstorm Sandy and uh, um, all these other things, and that the bonds, um, you know, it's a diff difficult to maintain these bonds when our places of community were made unavailable to us. So the places you would go to uh, be part of a community, to be part of a fellowship, they were denied, you know, really. So, you know, things like uh, schools, community centers, churches, synagogues, mosques, uh, they were all closed. You couldn't go see your grandparents. You couldn't go see, you know, your in-laws. You couldn't get a babysitter. All this sense of community just stopped. And 
And the consequences were that, um, you know, fewer Americans were able to engage in, in, in all these institutions that for the most part of, of many lives, no matter what the institution is, has given us a sense of community. And, um, you know, and then she gets into some statistics here about 42% of all adults said they had become less involved with civic groups during the pandemic. And that was compared with just 20, uh, 21% who said they are more engaged. So um, what's really interesting is that uh, it seems also that because of the pandemic, um, a lot of relocation increased. Some people moved to be closer to their families and more had to relocate because of job loss and the financial stress. And they had to leave uh, a support group to go make a living. And so these are some of the ancillary consequences that come out of a, a, a pandemic like this, you know, um, and, and how individuals have um, dropped the number of uh, support groups that they have, you know, and you need personal support. How many trustworthy people outside of your household do you feel comfortable going, you know, going for help, you know? Um, and uh, that's really, you know, it's a great article and it's a great perspective because when it, you know, as when they say, when, uh, you know, when the old, when the old um, shit hits the fan, as they say, who, who do you really go to? You know, who do you, who do you really go to? And, and in many ways, those places of community uh, were shut down. That just really kind of hit me um, when I read this article that, uh, it's so true. You know, it's so true that even the places where, you know, you might just go hang out, you know, whether it was a bar or a restaurant or even the grocery store, you know, I had time to kill when, uh, you know, the boys are in practice. I go to the grocery store and grab a cup of coffee and read a hard copy paper book, mind you. And uh, there's, a, it's a communal atmosphere. You're talking to people. I'm always talking to people. You're talking to people there and you're interacting with people and you're, someone's getting in front of you. Eh, maybe they ticked you off a little bit. You're still waving them on, driving the car. You know, who really gives a hang if, if the person's in front of you or not. But when, when the hounds were released, released the hounds, when the hounds were all released at once and we are, hound, I'm a hound, I'm a hound. Who, you know, uh, it was like, we just lost sight of, um, Mutual respect and empathy. We just, you know, wanted to get out there. And then you complicate it with everything else going on. But I think, I think it's really going to take time for um, us to become more, um, I think, patient again. You know, just patient again. And, and to uh, have an understanding again. And, and to get back to these, you know, groups, whatever they were, whatever, wherever you were hanging out. You know, to get back out there and to really uh, be a part of these groups. I know some of the organizations I've been in have just started opening up, you know, and one, I was able to attend some functions and it was great. I couldn't believe it because during the pandemic, I was attending, I was attending functions with this organization on a regular basis uh, via Zoom. I mean, on a regular basis, I saw all the people that I would normally see. I have, you know, some friends in there that I would talk to. We would text. Um you know, I see everybody on the Zoom screen. I'll tell you, when I walked into the room of the organization where we where we conduct our uh, meetings and get-togethers, I couldn't believe how it felt. I couldn't believe what it felt like to be in a room with these people who, um, you know, I consider some of the greatest people on the face of the earth. But to be there in that room with them just created a whole different sense of well-being. And... Uh, took away that isolation, you know, and I think, 
I think it's really a time to be ultra sensitive for everything. You know, we're obviously, you know, I don't have to state the obvious that we're in a divisive time and, and, and we're in a time of heightened emotion. And it's just so critical, man, so critical to just slow it down, slow it down if we can. And, and, and just really hopefully find a way to um, take our time and reacclimate, you know, and not be so reactionary. You know, it's uh, letting, you know, going with the flow and letting the information build off of us and all that kind of stuff, I think would be pretty gosh darn cool. That's right. But those are, you know, that's just a few of my um, observations. But there seems to be less trust because we all ended up in our foxholes. We all ended up in our foxholes during COVID. And it's really interesting because the foxhole mentality took right off. I didn't, you know, I wasn't paying attention in the beginning. I got it. I got it. You know, I remember I, you know, I was paying attention that there was a, you know, pandemic coming. I was paying attention that it crossed into the U.S. I was, you know, all of a sudden March hits and, and you know, the world's shutting down here. But I didn't pay attention to the toilet paper panic until people were posting it on Facebook of all places. I didn't believe it. So I went up to the store one Saturday morning at 530 and there was a line of people to get toilet paper. I couldn't believe it. We didn't even need toilet paper. I just went in the store to see this and it was just crazy. And it was at that time where, you know, it was kind of like the foxhole mentality of survival of the fittest, man. You know, I'm going to be, <laughs> I look at man, in my foxhole, I'm going to be able to wipe my ass. You may not be able to, I'm going to tell you right now, in my foxhole, that's all that matters, pal. Okay. So back off, Jackson. I want that toilet paper. And, and that mentality, I think, just kind of escalated. It was kind of like hoarding and hoarding and, and hiding and then back into your foxhole, you know, getting out there and, you know, getting your gas and getting your, you know, food, whatever it was. It became very um, a basic existence, you know, um, leaving the cave. And, you know, when we left the cave during the days of the pandemic, I got in my car you know, like a hunter back in the back in the caveman days i left the cave and i went out with a spear and i took on a you know tyrannosaurus rex and came back you know i got out of my cave i hopped in a car and i went to the store and i took on a horde so i could get some toilet paper maybe some milk i came back and i realized that the family needed some paper towels so i went back out there and i hunted and i hunted i came home with paper towels that's right now we have paper towels and toilet paper and some milk. That's right. In our foxhole called a house. I built a fire, but the fire was called the internet. So instead of communicating through fire and through smoke and through light, we communicated by the internet. And I looked at the screen and I saw these other flat faces, just one dimensional faces looking back at me and my eyes could wander and I could shut them off whenever I wanted. If they started saying things that I didn't like, I would just mute myself and I could say things about them and they wouldn't even know it. What the hell are you talking about, you idiot? That's a problem. We became accustomed to muting. And I noticed we became accustomed to a couple things when I come. One, we became accustomed to muting. So we were able to, during our Zoom meetings and our Zoom interactions and all that kind of we were able to um, have uncensored responses, you know, just under your breath without your lips moving. What, a, what an idiot. You could do that stuff. Now that I find myself in group meetings at work or around people, you can't do that. And it just wants to come out like, oh, my God. Next thing you know, that comes out of your mouth. And you don't realize you're not on a Zoom meeting. Observation number one. Observation number two, which has just, just happened recently uh, since... Um, I was vaccinated. Many of the individuals I interact with are vaccinated. We don't have to wear masks. And, 
And prior to that point, you know, I could be in a meeting with a mask on. I could be yawning. I could be biting my lip. I could have not shaved. You know, I could be doing all kinds of stuff with that mask on. You know, the man behind the mask. But when that mask came off, all of a sudden, you know, another third, another half of my face was being seen. And the part of my face that was being covered was the part where I could yawn. I could bite my tongue. You know, I could mumble things. And now, so now all of a sudden it's like full force communicate, not to mention nonverbal communication. You know, I can't, you know, make hand gestures off camera now because I'm in the room. You know, and it takes a lot. You realize it takes a lot of energy to be in a meeting or to communicate or to have an inner exchange with an individual in person. It takes a lot of energy, man. You got to listen to them. You got to react to them like you're listening to them. You got to pretend you're listening to them. Then you got to respond. Somehow you have to respond non-verbally in a way that you're not muted. Oh, that's really interesting. Yeah. Oh, I, if I heard you correctly. All these skills, I think, are lost and they're rusty and now they're just starting to come back. You know, they're just starting to come back. You know, I mean, the roads are a scary place, man. People on that road just want to get in where they got to go and get in there no matter what. So, um, But I think, you know, we'll filter through and we'll, we'll all become uh, the loving group hugging individuals that we're all known to be over here. That's right. Those are just my post-pandemic observations as we come out and start getting out of our cave, going out in the public and not hunting for toilet paper in the grocery store anymore. And we mingle and we get that sense of community and we start looking for the town crier and we start communicating back and forth. And we drive our vehicles and we go to the store and we smile at each other because we're not wearing a mask. Or if we are wearing a mask, we say something more. But anyway, I hear Jungle Jim. That's who I'm hearing right now. This is Tim Marr. That was my little ramble. This is failing up. Have a great, great week. I'll be back with you. I'll be uploading another one of these beautiful podcasts. The podcast with a message that means absolutely nothing. That's right. Failing up, looking at creativity, communication, conflict, and sometimes just looking at the freaking world. Take it away, Jimmy boy. Take it away, Jungle Jim.